0: empower and rehabilitate you back to health without further ado please enjoy the show welcome to our wonderful listeners today on the podcast we're going to be talking about crossfit workouts and my guest today is alex sabiri welcome to the show
1: thank you very much for having me
0: so alex tell me the the beginning story where why crossfit
1: um so you know what honestly um i played sports in university And I was never a workout guy, and uh, it got to a point where I needed to do something for my fitness. I graduated school, I got an office job, and uh, I was looking to kind of get in shape, and I'd never had to get in shape before, just playing a lot of sports that kept me in shape. Um, So I got a gym membership like regular people. Um, I was trying to do all all that typical gym stuff. Went with the buddies, was working out, lifting weights, doing cardio before. And and I noticed I didn't really get much progress and I found it felt very, felt like a chore. Every time I'd go work out, it felt like a lot of work. Um, But I did it because it's what you're supposed to do and it was good because it kind of kept me out of trouble after work, you know. And uh, so I, I, one day I was actually reading a uh, men's health article when the movie 300 came out. And all those stunt actors did CrossFit at the time. um, And that's how they got in great shape for it. So they had like a little video thing. You anyway, know, this is back if you go back to like it's like 2005, right? So YouTube's just starting, so videos like brand new, right? Yeah. Um, and there's a video of these guys working out and they're swinging kettlebells and running with like elastic bands and stuff, and I'm like, this looks like fun. Like for me, working out is like more that bodybuilding inspired, like lift some weights, get big, do cardio for 45 minutes. And I was like, these guys are look like they're suffering, but they're like all smiles and high fiving, and it kind of has that team aspect. And I played basketball in university. So for me, I was like, team, this is like this This I could do. Um, So that's kind of how it started. And then uh, I did my first CrossFit workout I did wrong. I just read it and I kind of did it. I thought it was easy. And for about six months, I didn't touch it again until I saw a video of a specific CrossFit workout. And I was like, oh, this intensity was not what I was doing. I was kind of just like really taking it easy. So I did this CrossFit workout, supposed to be 20 minutes long. I made it 10 minutes and I was absolutely destroyed um, and hooked at the very same time. And that's kind of that's where it started. It was something that I it was I underestimated how difficult it would be, but also how easy it would be at the same time.
0: That yeah. Can do it. Well, I I you know myself included, like most of my fitness comes from like dancing or now I, I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So most you know the idea of kind of driving to a gym and getting on a bicycle for 30 minutes, like. I've tried it, it just, you know, like, it goes for like a short period of time, yeah. and then it just dies after yeah. about a week, right? Like, you know, oh, I'll try reading my book while I'm on the cycle. No, I can't do that either, right? Yeah. So, I was, I was trying to find how do I, you know, stay physically fit, but enjoy at the same time, and, you know, that just was never an option for me, but I've, I've, um, a girlfriend of mine does CrossFit, so a couple times I'll go to her, um, home gym in her garage and we'll do like um, a quick wad, which I don't actually know what that stands for. But... Workout of the day. Okay, workout.
1: W-O-D, workout of the day.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll... A whole I'll... bunch of
1: acronyms that sound yeah. really fancy and crazy, but yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. So we would do that in like, you know, it'd be 10 minutes and I just like done. Yeah. Like <laughs> just, every, you know, whatever three exercises she would have me do, like muscles burning. And I was like, I am so done. And it was like, it was fun enough because her and I, you know got to do it together and it yes. was like a you know um a great way to work it out but also kind of functional to some extent to mm-hmm. a lot of different moves that we like working muscles that we would use in jujitsu yes right so there was a function for behind it right
1: yeah. so that's a big part of crossfit i mean the the big When they talk about functional movements, I think that term's been used and abused by the fitness marketing industry. Like, every term gets, you know, just totally worn out. Um, But with CrossFit, the whole idea of functional is they're really gross movement and motor patterns, or if you're squatting it's just standing up out of a chair, if you're pressing, you're pushing your arms up over your head, Um, if you're pulling something, you're pulling your body weight up or pulling something off the floor. Pretty much everything around CrossFit revolves around those kinds of movements, and those are things that we do in everyday life and in every sport that you play you do versions of that Um, and that's part of what actually makes it so potent is because when you're doing these movements that use a lot of muscle mass and you're doing them fairly intensely you get this extra level of fatigue that you don't get if you're just doing bicep curls you just do bicep curls your biceps burn out whereas if you're doing a a bunch of pull-ups or bodyweight rows for example there's so many other muscles involved that 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 stressor on the system is so great that you're also getting a good cardio workout Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm just thinking, you know, maybe that's just it in the sense of rather than targeting a very specific muscle, like unless you're a bodybuilder that, you know, you're looking for a specific type of look and you need to target that specific muscle. Um, you know, but from a functional perspective, like if I'm trying to do something, you know, I have to move entire bodies in jujitsu. Like I don't need my bicep to be great. I need the whole system and the whole chain to be involved in this gross motor movement pattern for me to be able to execute the move.
1: Yes, that's exactly the premise of it. And the whole idea is we don't see isolation work as being unnecessary in some sort of a rehab situation is actually usually very many times. It's the only way to fix a certain thing. If you have some sort of an imbalance or if you have an injury that you're trying to rehab a specific muscle that's been strained or torn or something, you have to isolate it to get, the, get it to respond to a certain way. Um, but in day-to-day training, we look at it. If you have an hour to spend working out, what's the best bang for your buck in that 60 mm. minute window? And the way I look at it is, and the way CrossFit looks at it is, this is the best hour for your day. If you had 90 minutes or two hours or three hours, is there a place in there to have isolation work be a big part of it? For sure. But if you're just if you just trying to pare it down, the biggest bang for your buck, this functional stuff at higher intensity is the much more, as much more, I guess, reward to to it.
0: Yeah, value for time because, again, we're talking about body systems and body chains and, you you know, you don't have to do a separate core workout because you need your core anytime you move your arms and your legs. So you're really targeting the whole body. You know,
1: you're targeting the whole body. Yeah, someone once used an analogy. uh, It was like you you don't even drink a beer with just your bicep. You use your arm and your shoulder and a whole bunch of your uh, your forearm flexors using a whole bunch of things. So why is it that we try to really just isolate one thing um, or even like, you know, you're helping your friend move. You're picking up the couch, but you're also carrying the couch up a flight of stairs. You, know, you don't just pick up the couch 10 times and run, run the stairs on your own and then be like, hey, good work.
0: How do you in combine life, those movements together? Yes,
1: in real life, the demands are doing something like, you know, moving under load, moving under stress. Um, and that's kind of what the training is designed to replicate.
0: Okay, yeah, Uh, because I was going to ask, like, how would you describe CrossFit to somebody who doesn't, you know, doesn't know what it is?
1: Difficult if you've never seen it. Yeah. Um, A lot of CrossFit gyms look very intimidating and scary to people because it's like, you know, rubber flooring, um, biased design because the workouts are different every day. Our workout space or the gym floor is always wide open with all the equipment around the perimeter because today's workout is going to be slightly different than tomorrow's workout. So you got to kind of pull out the equipment they're going to use and you put it away and then you pull it out tomorrow and then you put it away after. So it looks a little different. Um, basically it's the, the, the official CrossFit um, terminology, um, would be functional movements at high intensity. It yeah. gets really complicated. Yeah. It sounds really fancy and buzzwordy. Yeah. But basically you're trying to do things that use a lot of muscle Yeah. and you're trying to do them at a high intensity. And that intensity, though, that's where it kind of gets messed up, is relative to you as an individual. So it's not an absolute intensity like, hey, you're coming to this class, we all got to do X and do it this fast. The way we do it is when you're here, what's a challenging intensity for you? Something that's like on the edge of your comfort level, but you still feel safe. So we never want you to get to this place where you feel out of control or you're just pushing for the sake of like this really, really high level of intensity because what feels challenging at the beginning Give it a month and all of a sudden you're like, oh, this level of intensity is easy. I'm kind of used to it. I can kind of step it up just a little bit or this movement I'm comfortable with. So I'm okay to push this intensity here. This movement I'm less comfortable with. Let's dial it back over here. So the intensity is always relative. And one of the big uh, tenets of CrossFit is um, the needs of an Olympic athlete and our grandparents differ by degree, not kind. And so the whole idea is if you're an Olympic athlete, maybe you need to be able to squat 400 pounds. If you're a 90-year-old person who wants to stay independent, you just need to be able to stand up off the toilet, off the couch, still a squat. You don't need a 400-pound squat at 90, and no one should be telling you to push that for your strength, but you still need to be able to squat. Right. You still need to be able to put your arms up over your head and, you know, put the sugar on the top shelf. Yeah. All these things are things that you need to do. It's just, again, you don't need to do them as heavy or as fast or as intensely, but these movements are just natural human movements.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So – What made you decide to open your own gym?
1: You know what? At the time, honestly, it's going to be like 11, almost 12 years ago. There was no CrossFit gyms out here. Um,
0: And out here, uh, we mean Mississauga, Mississauga, Ontario. Mississauga, Ontario,
1: Canada. Canada. Um, (laughs) The Great White North, as it snows outside the window right now, just a little bit of snow coming down. Um, Yeah, there was no CrossFit gym out here. Um, There was one on the east end of Mississauga, southeast, um, almost in Etobicoke, and there was one in Toronto. And then uh, there was one other one open around the same time as us in Guelph and one in Kingston opened up the same time. So it was very, very few and far in between. And I saw, I was driving over half an hour to that other gym. uh, And that was not around anymore. Um, And I saw people driving from like Bolton and Caledon an hour and a half, two hours to work out. Just to get to a gym. This is something like, I wouldn't drive an hour and a half to do much, but people are driving consistently after work on a weeknight, hour and a half each way to work out, and I was like, this is something.
0: Yeah, and, there was uh, a need.
1: Yeah, there was a need, and honestly, I'd, I'd left my job at the time. I'd already been doing CrossFit, and I was planning on going to law school, and then I, uh, I was like, you know, I'm just going to defer my law acceptance for a year um, and then see what happens with this gym thing.
0: I would not you know, have uh, guessed law. Yeah. And I was going to ask you about your office job.
1: Yeah, what that was, was a business development. Oh, okay. So I, was just, I was a marketing major with a business law minor. Um, and so I, I still, someday I would still go back to law school if I didn't have to practice as a lawyer to pay off the debt.
0: Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I was just
1: in a position where I could go for fun because I, I find it like mentally fascinating, and stimulating, um, which is where I guess some people like math, like I like word problems and like legal problems and that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm definitely not in that position. Yeah. I have to sell my soul yeah. to the lawyers to uh, to be able to do it. But it's it's, I don't regret this decision at all. It's been a, a heck of a ride. I think like any small business, if you knew how difficult it would be, you might not have started it in the first place. You kind of go in with a little bit of blind optimism. Yeah. um, And like a little bit of naivete.
0: I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be be fun, they said.
1: Be your own (laughs) boss, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so it was literally, it was like a need. and It was something that I liked doing. um, And I've always been a person who was good at teaching others. I I coached lifeguarding. um, I was a lifeguard. Um, every position I was in, I was often, like, in a leadership position. I did some basketball coaching as well as playing. So I always liked teaching something. I figured something out. I was like, oh, if I can figure it out. I was that person that, like, worked hard to figure stuff out. So if I can figure it out, I can teach you how to figure it out because, like, I got it. Yeah, yeah. So once I got it and I struggle with it, I can show you how to do it. Um, so for me, this was a really, really cool thing. I was like, everyone wants to do this, I can show them how to do it. It'll be great.
0: Yeah, awesome. And that's how it was, yeah. So, what do you think distinguishes like your gym from another gym? Uh,
1: from other CrossFit gyms or yeah. from other gyms in general. Uh, both? cool now we uh okay. <laughs> great question. Um
0: let's start with the simple one of like, you know, what, you know, what uh, CrossFit to CrossFit?
1: CrossFit to CrossFit. So, CrossFit is a affiliation system. So, a lot of people think it's like a franchise but it's not. So with CrossFit, you have to have a certification, you have to apply for affiliation, you pay an annual fee, uh, but there's no top-down control like a franchise. So if you think of like a uh, McDonald's or a Tim Hortons or a Dunkin' Donuts for those Americans that are listening, um, you know, they give you, this is what it looks like, this is the stuff you sell, this is how much you sell it for, this is how you train people, everything top-down is there. You're basically that owner-operator who's responsible for doing things the McDonald's way. Yes. Um, with CrossFit, it's as much as there's an affiliation fee, um, it's kind of more like a category. Okay. So the way I describe it is, um, it's kind of like a, if you imagine like an Irish pub. Yeah. Right. You have Irish pubs that might be kind of like seedy and low end, and they go in there and you know they have four different beers on tap and they have really old TVs and it smells musty like your grandma's basement, and then you might have an Irish pub where you walk in and like wow there's like there's really high end beers and maybe they're even getting into cocktails a little bit It's more family friendly and it's bright and they're only open till midnight. And you know, so in that range, you have a huge amount of variation. Um, so for us, we've really tried to focus on how do we bring CrossFit to the regular person? Um, not the super hard, hardcore athletes. We do have a couple of athletes. We had a teenager who went to the CrossFit games last year. We have a couple of those, but our focus is hundred percent. Like you work at an office, you might never have played a sport before. You might have played a sport in high school, university, and you haven't played in 10, 15 years. you're a regular guy or girl who wants to go back to work. You want to be active for your kids. Um, you know, you want your time in the gym to improve your quality of life outside of the gym. That's our focus. Um, that's a big differentiator for us. Also, when people come in, we're really big on... Um, we're a teach-first gym, and what I mean by that is when people come in, we really focus on... When you start, you can't just come into classes. We start with a minimum of five personal training sessions to teach you all the different moves that you're doing, and not even just to teach you, but really we want to make sure that when there's a workout that you're going to do, that it's appropriate for you, not just from a safety standpoint, but from an efficacy standpoint. Because if you imagine, if there's a workout and a movement that you're not familiar with, if I'm a decent trainer, I don't want you to get hurt, obviously, so I might have you do it really, really light. Yes. Yes. But if it's really light, there's not enough of a stressor to elicit a response. Right. So you're going to do it really light, and you'll be like, oh, okay, I felt okay. Yeah. The uh, the contra contra side to that is I might make you do it too heavy and you get hurt. Yeah. The thing is, in a group class setting, there's not enough time with 10 people there or 20 people there for me to actually work with you and figure out what's a good weight for you specifically as a person based on your injury history, your personality – do you have any mental blocks? Like, with, I don't like this, I'm scared of barbells, or yeah. like, I'm really, maybe you're a person I gotta rein back. Maybe I'm a, you're a person I gotta kinda like encourage a little bit. Um, so the one-on-one lets us get to work with people a lot and specifically say, okay, for the movement X, your weight's gonna be 30 pounds. Yeah. And you get to know that, and the trainers get to know that. Every new client that comes through with the staff, we meet and we talk about them and their background so people know how to, how to coach them specifically. Um, but then also we have a little bit of onus on the client. So like, okay, you're writing this down, the movement X, you're doing 30 pounds. So, you know, when that comes up next time, the coach can ask you, the coach of that class can ask you and be like, Oh yeah, look, I do 30 pounds for this. movement. It's so like, okay, 30 pounds looks great. And then they might say, you know, after six months, like, okay, why don't you try 35 or 40, it's looking really good. And you'll be like, okay, I will. Yeah. So it's that back and forth If we really try to teach you and guide you and really focus almost more on the coaching and teaching aspect than just come in here and do it.
0: Yeah. What are some common mistakes people make when they start CrossFit? Oh, I mean, so I, many. <laughs> I, like assume, anything. Well, I assume, <laughs> you know, picking the wrong weight, not knowing how to do the movement, you know, biting more, more than you can chew.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing, and it's – I guess there's almost two two different categories to these. You get people who just haven't had the right kind of instruction, um, which is one thing, and then you have people who are uh, who do their thing despite the instruction they receive. Does that make sense? So yeah. I'm just yeah. going to do it my way because whatever. Yeah. Um, so you get some people, to, to talk about the latter one first, I think you get some people who are so focused on wanting to do what they see on TV as the CrossFit games, and that's a big thing That's CrossFit, itself as the headquarters has been trying to challenge the stigma of it's for you know really young fit 23 year old jacked guys and girls. Um so people will see that and they want to do what they're doing. And the whole premise of CrossFit was originally focused on the fundamentals. And when the fundamentals are easy, there's always going to be another progression for you. Yeah. So I tell people an example of doing a push-up. You have everywhere from doing a push-up with your hands on the wall to a push-up, an incline push-up, like your hands on a, on a bench or on a, on a chair, Yeah. to a, doing a push-up flat on the floor, to doing a push-up with your feet elevated, to doing a push-up inverted in the handstand position. That's a whole spectrum from really, really easy to really, really difficult. And for us, we wanna make sure that you're on the spectrum in a place that's appropriate for you at your current development level, um, at your current fitness level, and your current comfort level. A lot of people will see that, oh, the handstand thing, that looks really cool. So I'm just going to go do the handstand right away. Well, they might not be strong enough to hold it or they're going to do it. And, and then they fall on their head or get up exactly. their shoulder. Yes, yeah. exactly. So like it's all about trying to find that right place on the continuum for you and being okay with it. Because the big thing is at the end of the day, fitness is a longevity game, right? We're doing this to feel better when we're 80 and 90.
0: Yeah.
1: We're all... For the most part, none of us are getting paid. Even the best prospect athletes, maybe the top six or seven, make a living, a true living doing it. Um, Everyone else is kind of paying the play. So for us, the real focus is on how can our time in the gym make you better outside of the gym? So that's one thing. People will really focus on the sport side of it. Another thing is I think people will not listen to their coach or not have a good coach um and i don't think it's a malicious thing the coaches might not have had a, enough experience yeah and then they might be doing some movements that aren't appropriate for them and a lot of reps so the one downside of crossfit can be because a lot of that stuff has that intensity and to get that intensity you pair two or three movements and you do them over and over again but if you're you do a movement really wrong and you've done it 500 times <laughs> it can lead to problems yeah the thing is if you do if you have a good coach and they tell you and they correct it and you correct it then it's fine a lot of times, people are not coachable. Um, we've, we don't have that as much here because you have to start off in a five, one, five hour one on one coaching scenario. So if you don't like getting instruction, you probably didn't even make it through that. Through you that yeah. Probably page, didn't even sign yeah. up here because you're like, I don't even want to learn. I just want to go into it right away. Um, but I've heard a lot of stories, and I mean, in the past, before, in the, back in the day, before we had that onboarding process, uh, we got a lot of people were like, Hey, like, how do you do this? way? like, no, I'm fine. It's like, well, I'm just trying to help you. They're like, no, 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 I'm okay. And fitness is one of those weird things, and I'm sure you see it in your industry as well, where this is what you do for a living. But Someone who you know Googled for, four times now wants to give you some tips on it. Yeah. You know, And uh, I think that's difficult with all these things. It's just like diet advice or whatever. Everyone thinks that they're going to research on the weekend and figure it out, and everyone, there's some big conspiracy. And for the most part, it's the simplest stuff is the truest stuff. You want to do movements that use a lot of muscles, You want to do them properly. You don't have to be an absolute stickler for form, but it needs to be safe. Yeah. And when it's safe and efficient, you're gonna get the results and the benefits from it.
0: Yeah. What are some of your favorite go-to exercises? Like, what what do you most commonly pair in your workouts? Oh,
1: for myself? I I mean, in the gym for CrossFit, a big part of it is constantly varied workouts. Um, So not random. No. But you always want to kind of change up the patterns. Um, I'm a personally, I'm a, I'm a big fan of squatting. Um, some sort of loaded squat. It can be like a goblet squat like holding a kettlebell in front of you or a barbell in the back, whatever. I love loaded squatting. Um, I find it feels really good. Some sort of pulling off the floor. Um, so a deadlift, again, could be a kettlebell. Um, just some sort of something. picking something up off the ground, hip hinging, basically. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then I prefer pressing overhead. I used to prefer like bench pressing or push-ups. But I think as I get older and as my shoulders are getting tighter and whatever, I like pressing stuff overheads. I really prefer uh, unilateral dumbbell work, like one arm at a time or two arms, I'm not tied to a bar. I just find I can get a little better range of motion. Yeah. Um, but those three things together in some combination are always my favorite, and then some sort of cardio. Yeah. Is where I used to not like cardio as much, but I find now either like riding the bike, and so for me in a perfect world, it's one of those movements or two of those movements paired with. Riding the bike or being on the rowing machine and kind of going through that circuit where one area is or going for a run when it's nice out. Yeah. So something cardio based with some sort of like weightlifting component mixed together, I find is a nice kind of combo balance. for you. Yeah. That
0: works. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do you maintain your motivation to keep going? Right? Because, you know, like exercising is hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keeping it going is really hard. I mean, we, we know it. You see all the gyms packed in January 1st, yeah. and then, like, come February, March, it's like crickets, right? Yeah. Like, what have you found effective for you to kind of keep you moving forward?
1: I mean, I guess there's a couple things. Cause I Like, I'll admit, and I mean, most gym owners I talk to, it's not this perfect for everything, we're human just like everyone else. I was like, Oh, you have a gym, you haven't worked out much this week. It's like, Yeah, sometimes I get sick at the gym too. Like, we're just normal people. Yeah. Um, we don't have some magical motivation thing. And especially when you're working long hours, sometimes you've been here for 14, 15 hours. The last thing you want to do is work out and spend another hour in the gym. You're just like, I want to see anything else. <laughs> I just want to like stare at the sky. Yeah. Or anything other than being indoors in this gym right now. Um, but I found the best thing to help is honestly, um, Make it a habit, and for me, a big thing has been, like, the group workouts. Um, I find the hardest motivation is to do it on my own. The one's on my own, I get a little more in my head, and I'm also like, well, what should I do? And exactly to your point of what's my favorite. Like, should I do these two things or those three things? Or, no, I did that the other day. Whereas I find the best is literally I'll just jump into the group class that we have here at the gym, and I do exactly what they're doing, If I need to substitute or scale something based on, like, an injury or something's feeling tight or something's feeling off, I do it. Um, But I find that's more fun because that's something about that. I'm struggling with this workout, but you look around and there's 20 other people struggling too. All of a sudden, my struggle doesn't feel so special anymore. I was like, all right, Alex, like, let's go. Like, you can do it. And I find that's a lot more fun. I I find it's really difficult um, to completely motivate yourself on your own to just do it. And some people have that gene built in. Some people can, you know, have a basement gym and they will work out six, seven days a week nonstop. And that's awesome. Yeah. That's not most people though.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's the select group that can do that. And then there's most people who, you know, have to fight. And I, and I think the fight is mostly mental. Yes. Right. It's just the getting there. I I, like for me, it's just like, just get to jujitsu class. Like just get there. You know, it's like, oh, I'm really tired, but I know in my head that when I finish the workout, I'm going to feel way more energized, that it doesn't actually make me more tired. But in my head, I'm like, oh, I just want to sit down on the couch, just put on a show, or, like, do this.
1: A whole Um, bunch of that stuff just comes down to, like, decision fatigue, right? Like, if you put yourself in situations where you have to continually make the right right decision, quote, unquote, right decision, Um, it becomes harder, especially as your day goes on, your week goes on, and stress builds up because willpower is a, a, a finite resource. Yeah. You run out of willpower and self control because you're using it all day at work. You're using it when your boss is a jerk and you're like, you respond politely. You're using it when a client says something weird and you're just respond professionally. You're yeah. using willpower all the time. And as it, as it degrades or declines throughout the day, you have less of it to expend on yourself. So if you put yourself in a position where like going is a non-negotiable, yeah. Once you're there, exactly the point. You always feel better after. But if you're gonna, so I have found a lot of people finding something to be habitual. So you know, like you leave the house, say it's the same time every day. You leave the house at 7 a.m. or whatever. Yeah. And this one day you happen to be going somewhere different, and in your brain you're like driving to work, and then like five minutes in you're like turn the wrong way on the highway. because like, I'm not going to work today yeah, oh, yeah, because yeah. the whole routine leading up to it was work. Yeah. So we're such creatures of habit. So for a lot of people, like it's setting yourself up in that position. Like maybe you going home after work and sitting on the couch is the wrong thing to do because you sit on the couch and that triggers off a whole bunch of like turn the TV on, pour a glass of wine uh, mode, and they have to like pull yourself out of that routine to go to the gym. Yeah. So maybe the thing is pack your bag before on the way home, like stop by the gym no matter what.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I really feel like motivation is a it's a fleeting thing. It comes and goes and that's normal. Yeah. But I think you gotta jump on that motivation train, use it to set up a new habit, but don't expect it to last forever. Some people are like, Oh, I'm not motivated. It's like no one's motivated forever. Yeah,
0: now. yeah, exactly. Okay, right? like, that's a good point. How
1: motivated were you when you started your business, right? Really I'm motivated. Just, yes. But then yeah. you can I know for a fact, at least about myself, there's been times where I wasn't motivated at all. But what, what's the motivation? Like, my back's up against the wall. I got to make it work. Yeah. Right? It wasn't the, like, yay, yeah, this is awesome. It was yeah. like, I have no options.
0: <laughs> yeah. um,
1: and so I think with a lot of things like going to the gym, you have a lot of options. Yeah. Sitting on the couch, watching Netflix with a glass of wine is fantastic in the evening. Um, but if you put yourself in a position, my gym bag's in the car. Yeah. I know that I yeah, programmed in my GPS, is going to start taking me towards the gym when I'm there. And then it's all those little things, right? Just go there. You know, I'll go in, but I'll do it 50%. You warm up, you're like, you know, I'll do it 75%. You do it, you did it at 80%, but you're still over there and you had yeah. a workout. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I really try to tell all my clients is, if you look at it a year from now, so say look, January January one's coming up, 52 weeks later, the person who wins is always going to be the person say so you work out two times a week for 52 weeks in a row, even at 80%. Yeah. That's 104 workouts. You're going to be way ahead of the person who decided on Gen one. Like I'm going to go five days a week to the gym changing new year, new me. I'm going to do all this stuff, throwing out all my junk food. I'm doing all whatever. It's going to be crazy. And they go on this drastic thing, you know, come second week of February they quit. Yeah. Right. Cause in those five weeks they worked out, they worked out 25 times and they didn't work out the rest of the year. Yeah. So for me, like sustainable change that you're able to maintain is so key.
0: Absolutely. So, I know you have a podcast, mm-hmm. and I was curious for you to talk a little bit about uh, about that before we kind of wrap up our show.
1: Yeah, so it's uh, Element Talks Fit, and basically it's just talking fitness with other other people in the community. So I was just trying to get like more entrepreneurs, other gym owners, and stuff, and kind of like what does fitness mean to them? Um, there's something that I noticed here in the gym specifically. Where I was like, it's just so interesting, and I think it's just because the way the element community is, you get to know everyone. And as soon as you get to know everyone, you're like, oh, that's so weird. Look at this class of 20 people. There's like, you know, there's a surgeon. There's a lawyer. There's a university student. There's like a stay-at-home mom. Like all beside each other. This is just so like, where else would you go where you see these people from completely different walks of life, different demographics, ages, genders, cultures, everything? working out together. But then you start talking to them and everyone starts having similar stories of like, oh, you know, I started working out and like, I got a promotion at work. My grades went up, all this stuff. Like, this is just so like, this can't be a coincidence. And so I was like, okay. And then I started talking to other people that are kind of in that space. And a lot of people in the fitness or in health are usually there because they, have some, they had some sort of transformative experience in their lives. And they're just trying to kind of like pass it forward, pay it forward, so to speak. I was like, I want to get to know and talk to more people about, like, what's the, what are their experiences and how does fitness fit into their life? Because I think the thing I dislike the most about the industry is that it's so focused around, like, oh, if you have abs and you look like this, then we want to know what you do. Whereas most people don't have abs. Most people don't want to work out 20 hours a week. They yeah. just don't care. They're too busy doing other stuff. So for me, it's like you own a gym, you own a business, but you still find a way to work out two, three times a week you do jujitsu, you go skiing and snowboarding on the weekends. Okay, so what does fitness mean to you? How are you able to use fitness in your life to get better at the other stuff that you do? Um, That's kind of where I started from. And then talking to other people, it's just interesting how you meet people and people have different ideas and different ways that all kind of stem from this, I guess, almost um, taking agency in their own life and controlling this fitness part of it. It It's like, I'm going to make an effort to be healthier. I'm going to make an effort to have salad once a day i'm not going to never eat burgers and beer again but like for lunch i'm going to have salads just one small change and how that rolls and precipitates in a whole bunch of different stuff it's been really interesting
0: awesome and your podcast is on like itunes itunes spotify Spotify
1: and whatever and we do youtube stuff too so it's on instagram You go on talks.fit you can see it there and link through um or just to the website talks.fit should redirect um something but yeah so a lot of stuff out there check it out love to hear any feedback i think we're seven episodes in with more to come
0: awesome yeah um looking i will we, we'll, we'll post uh, the links and everything into yeah. the show notes as well so make it easy for people to click 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 um speaking of instagram and things of that nature like if people wanted to follow you or follow the gym or are curious like where like what where can they find you uh the gym
1: is at element crossfit um on all social twitter facebook instagram i'm at alex sabiri on twitter facebook and instagram awesome yeah wonderful well
0: i i want to thank you so much for sharing your knowledge about you know crossfit Uh, you know uh i think um it's grown in its popularity and i think you've provided some good information about like Good ways to get into it without hurting yourself and and, uh, also shedding light to maybe those who are less aware of what CrossFit is but want to get fit.
1: Yeah, I would definitely recommend, like, if you want to try it, most gyms will have some sort of a trial program. Um, You just need to do a session. I would highly recommend you do someplace that's going to do it one-on-one with you. You can have a group intro, but I look it's kind of like going swimming and just getting thrown in the deep end. I would really want to see is, like, with the one-on-one intro, you can go there as a new person and be like, okay, are they going to teach me how to do this safely and are they going to try to customize this workout to me? Yeah. Just like getting treated with a physio or anything, you want it to be specific to you. Um, And then go try it out, find someone near you, and you're going to know right away if you fit in or not. The way they treat you, the way the community is, the way the vibe is, you'll know if if, if it fits in or not. Um, But, I mean, at the end of the day, everyone can do it, and that's what's great about it. They just want to find a place that's going to try to cater it specifically to you.
0: Absolutely, to keep you you safe and in one piece and, and moving toward your goals, you know, one step at a time, as they say. Correct,
1: that's exactly it
0: amazing so thank you again thank you to our listeners and make sure to subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest and greatest so bye for now thank you for listening to living a better life podcast make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes we would also love to hear your comments suggestions and reviews thanks again until the next episode bye for now